No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us Thursday night edition. How are you? It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Hope you had a lovely day, because I certainly did. You know the spiel, so much to get through, so little time, etc. And we do have so much to get through, because uh, time is not on our side. There have been some developments here, some local developments, which I'm sure you'll be very interested to know. Because as you know on this show, it's all about keeping people safe, community safety. We love safety here on the Daily Boogie. Here on Team YouTube, we can't get enough safety. In fact, like, if if we could work towards some kind of situation where we're just enforcing safety, that would be ideal, really. You know, I would I would like trained professionals to keep me safe if possible. And of course, right now the danger is anywhere outside of my house. So please keep me safe by keeping me in my own home. That would be that would be wonderful. Exactly. Safety. Three cheers for safety. Tonight on the Thursday night edition of the show. If you'd like to share the show out, go ahead. If you don't want to, that's okay. I understand. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. So you can just hang out if you want. Like I said, plenty of developments to go over, ladies and gentlemen. I do have some American stuff that I want to get to. It's Thursday. It's the last show for the week. And because I always forget, a quick reminder at the start of the show, uh, I'll be on with the starting block in about 12 hours from now. Just in case you're awake at 6.30 in the morning and got nothing better to do, follow at the starting block. Won't we drop the K at the end? So, uh, it's Thursday. I want to wrap a couple of things up. I've got a couple of clips we need to get to. So let's kick it off, shall we? Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of news in the Australian situation. Like I said, you're going to appreciate this just because of all the safety that's happening here. Uh, Australian military to help enforce Sydney COVID-19 lockdown as cases rise. Interesting. Interesting choice of words, isn't it? Enforce. (laughs) Oh, good. They're enforcing my safety. Australia's military will help enforce a lockdown in Sydney after the city of 6 million posted a record daily rise in COVID-19 cases. Okay, let's do a little bit of a quiz here on the show. Okay. Now, I'm going to give you one chance. Okay. I want you to think about, you know, what kind of a situation would call for deploying, you know, the the military on the streets, on suburban streets, right? I want you to think about how many cases do you think is reasonable for you in order to deploy the military in Sydney suburbs? Give me a number. Throw something out there. I just I'm just genuinely curious. I want to see what you've got. How many cases do you think? I'm talking about in one day. In one day. Not overall. Dr. Till says an alien invasion. <laughs> Bliss. 
is five. Fat Pink, 10,000. Two, a couple of twos in the chat, ones. I'll tell you what, it's somewhere in between one and 10,000. It's, uh, well, let's just read from the story, shall we? Despite an extended lockdown in Sydney since an outbreak of the highly infectious Delta variant, 239 new locally acquired coronavirus cases were recorded in the city over a 24-hour period, the biggest daily rise since the pandemic began. Next thing you know, call in the military. <laughs> eh? Well, I guess I guess they've got to keep people safe. <clears throat> and, you know, like we were talking about, oh, man, because the areas of Sydney that they're, you know, going to be deployed to, um, it's not going to surprise me if they, you know, they get a lot of abuse on the streets. And so I'm not saying it's good, but, uh, you know, these people are being locked. You're locking people in their own homes and then you've got people, you know, walking around in military fatigues and stuff. It's just not good. Just not good. I appreciate you think that it's solving a problem, but... <laughs> Obviously, no consideration is going to the fact that it may be creating other problems. But whatever. Whatever, man. I, if I say anything, I'm a science denier or some other kind of ridiculous thing. So we've all just got to go, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea, boss. I can't wait to be safe again. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Gee, you're not questioning the science, are you? But, you know, if people come knocking on doors in, in certain suburbs where there's already, uh, you know, a growing kind of sense of animosity because people are being, you know, denied the right to go to work, they can't earn a living, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, if ramping it up, I mean, okay, okay good luck, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, let me know how it goes then. <laughs> it's, not, it's not ideal, I wouldn't have thought. But hey, we're all just passengers at this point. We can only assume that things are likely to get worse before they get better, given the quantity of people infectious in the community, said Gladys Berejiklian, the Premier of New South Wales, of which Sydney is the capital. Berejiklian said one new death took the toll from the latest, from the latest outbreak to 13. So one new death. And the toll of the current outbreak, which now sees the military being deployed on suburban streets, is now 13. Because okay. facts are important. With little sign that restrictions reducing infections, Berejiklian said new curbs would be imposed on new... We got new... Oh, new rules. Good. I do love me some new rules. Berejiklian said new curbs would be imposed on the southwestern and western areas of Sydney, where the majority of COVID-19 cases are being found. Residents there will be forced to wear masks outdoors and stay within five kilometres of their homes, which is three miles. You've got to stay within three miles of your house now. With even tighter restrictions set to begin on Friday, so this we're not we're not doing it hard enough yet. <laughs> Maybe if we just clamp down on people a little more, then everything will be okay. Okay. Wow, sound gutsy decision, sir. 
You really are trusting the science, aren't you? This doesn't sound very scientific to me. Shut up! Science denier. Probably a racist. The personnel will deploy on Friday, Defence Minister Peter Dutton said, and will begin assisting police with ensuring compliance <laughs> with restrictions. Oh, good. So, the funny thing about this is, though, um, so, like, you know, a little bit of more info for you. The funny thing about this is, uh, this will be a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, and a lot of people probably don't realise that there's already been military in the streets of Sydney for the last since last year I know because I've seen them they um they're often uh working in some way shape or form with the police when it comes to putting people in quarantine hotels so you know a busload of people will get picked up from the airport and under police escort they're you know driven to a hotel in Sydney and there's you know some military people waiting there and some police waiting there and they usher them in into their rooms and that's where they stay for the next two weeks. And these hotels often have, you know, police in the lobby and stuff, making sure, checking who's going in, who's coming out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, to be blunt, although the problems that, you know, I've spoken about many times with just the, the imagery of going into places where people are locked in their own homes and then, you know, presenting military personnel on the streets of these places. Um, you know, people are going to be confused, they're angry, and I just think it's an unnecessary, you know, adding to this, you know, combustible product here. But whatever. Nobody seems to care, so it's all about, you know, punish, punish, punish. Um, you, you know, we've tried giving you carrots, we've tried bribing you with letting you go back to sporting events or flying in planes we've bribed you with that and for those of you who aren't ready okay now comes the big stick and now it's like all right we're sending in the military so but they've already been operating for months and months and months in the capacity that i said i guess now it's just okay time to do it harder to people we've got to do more lockdown because the lockdown's not working i mean this is the conversation we're having <laughs> I mean, they're, they're literally saying, look, the lockdown's not working. I guess we need more lockdown. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Interesting theory. Are the harshest measures yet enough to get Sydney out of lockdown, ladies and gentlemen? Maybe we're not doing this hard enough to them yet. It's a warning Sydney siders have become painfully used to in recent weeks. Australia's biggest city coronavirus emergency is likely to get worse before it gets better. The depressing image was hammered home on Thursday, five weeks into the lockdown as Premier Gladys Berejiklian fronted the media to declare 239 new local cases of least, uh, at least, pardon me, 66 of whom were infectious in the community and the deaths of two more unvaccinated COVID-19 patients. Unvaccinated, incidentally. Two more. Two more dropped off. It will be reinforced again on Friday as the first of 300 Australian Defence Force personnel hit the ground to help fortify what was already a heightened police presence. <laughs> first, we were fortifying elections and fortifying democracy. Now we're fortifying community safety. Isn't this fucking good? Hey? Don't you feel so much safer now? I know I do. <laughs> <coughs> Are you telling me um, 
that in certain kind of low socioeconomic areas of Sydney, you're going to even, you know, increase the amount of authorities and stuff. Wow, that's, I feel so much safer now. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just feel like they don't really understand the people that, um, you know, live in this city, man. They just don't get it. Have a listen to this. But concerns are growing that even the latest measures we're concerned again. Described by Ms. Berejiklian as, quote, the harshest Australia has ever faced. <laughs> uh, set to last at least until August 28. Just four more weeks, you guys. Just four more weeks. If you think about it, four weeks is really just two weeks of two. And if you think about it in two weeks of two, then it's really just two more weeks, right? When you think about it like that. So don't worry about it. The health policy expert said latest restrictions uh, should have come into force five to six weeks ago, right? So this so this particular expert, because, you know, you've got to listen to the experts, right? You've got to trust the experts. Uh, this particular expert f- thinks that because we're now in what, what week are we in? Is it week seven? I think we're in week seven. So, so this guy would have would have gone like full extreme military on the street style lockdown after one week. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, while we're fortifying democracy and fortifying safety, can we fortify against fascism too? That'd be nice. Why don't we just clean them all up? <laughs> Why don't we just protect against all of the isms, if possible, please? That'd be great. Why don't we why don't we fortify against all of the isms and then we'll how how about a new policy direction? Leave people alone. I like that idea. That has its merits. I think it's worth discussing. Just maybe once, maybe if we could. It's not too much trouble. <laughs> maybe before you deploy the military on the streets of Sydney. Maybe that might you know. Hey, does anybody think that we're maybe going a little bit overboard with here? Get him out of the room right now kick him out of the fucking office. There's no room in here for ballless, gutless crap. We In here, we like to take charge of the situation. Oh, good idea. He called for a new all of Sydney approach after six weeks of, quote, doing what hasn't worked, warning the virus did not respect local government area boundaries. So everybody should be treated... I mean, if if we're doing all of Sydney, we're going to have to ramp up the military presence even more. I mean, gee, I, I hope I hope they're not, you know, I hope they're not needed in any capacity other than policing their own citizens around the place. I mean, that would be most unfortunate. I hope there's not a war going on or anything. <laughs> Jesus, man. So let's get it straight from the horse's mouth. Chris O'Keefe joins me now live. Chris, good evening to you. When will we see the army on the streets of Sydney? <laughs> Why is he wearing it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, you, I know you've got to set an example and you've got to be seen to be doing the right thing, etc., etc., etc. But you just look silly when you're on TV with a mask on. You do. Because we know there's nobody standing around you, really. There's a cameraman and a sound guy and a lighting guy, maybe. But they're, you know, they're a few feet away. You're fine. You just look silly. <laughs> look at him. Look at him standing there with the mask. 
And why isn't, so why isn't the host wearing one? Because technically he's working inside a building right now. I want to see, I'm now past the point of giving a fuck though. Don't misinterpret me. I'm now at the point of, well, let's just put everybody on television in a mask all the time. I want to see masks digitally attached to people's faces, you know, retroactively. Right? I want I want to watch like the old Marvel movies again with them, you know, with a digital mask over their face and preferably some muffling, you know, some muffling. I'm running I don't even know who you are. I mean, it'll be so much good. And it will it will teach the kids the right thing to do. Everybody. All of you wearing a mask. Because that's the rule, right? Hey, we've got to keep people safe. Ladies and gentlemen. They will be deployed within days, Peter, and the support has been requested for six weeks. 300 soldiers will be deployed to southwest Sydney, specifically those hot zone council areas, to help the police enforce what are some pretty tricky public health orders. It's, it's a tricky health order. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tricky thing. Oh, OK, better, better send in the military then. And guys, trust me, trust me, it's just knocking on doors, you know. Last week they were saying it's just to help roll out the vaccine. And I was like, yeah, but why do you think that? And they would say, because that's what they said. It's just to help roll out the vaccine. And then, you know, they'd say it's just, you know, they just want to help with the roll out of the vaccine. And I would honestly say, hand on heart, the military are trained to enforce things. <laughs> That's what they do. You know what I mean? So they, they, you, you keep saying it's not going to be used for enforcement, but they're literally trained to enforce things. Minister of Fun, Kimmy of the Diamond, thank you for joining us. They want to fuck you into submission. Well, locking us up in our house isn't going to do that. Victor underscore ah, one underscore shroom tipped five dollars. Thank you, sir. When will we see more fancier COVID enforcement suits? An absolute classic from the Dave Mitchell archive. But Hans, I've just noticed something. These communists are all cowards. <laughs> Have you looked at our caps recently? Our caps? The badges on our caps. Have you looked at them? What? No. A bit. They've got skulls on them. <laughs> have you noticed that our caps have actually got little pictures of skulls on them? Uh, I don't, so... Hands. Are we the baddies? <laughs> Classic Dave Mitchell. Dave Mitchell, one of the fucking funniest men on planet Earth, in my humble opinion. Absolute legend of British comedy. Um... Yeah, so anyway, back back from sketch comedy to sketch reality because here we have the military going door to door, just checking in. Just checking in, making sure everyone's here and accounted for. All right, do you mind if we come in, walk, take a little... Do they go in? Do they take a little look around? You're not hiding anyone in the uh, closet there, are you, mate? <laughs> You're not hiding any COVID criminals under the under the floorboards, are you? I can smell the coronavirus on the unvaccinated. I can smell them from the street. (laughs) (laughs) 
fellow citizen. Uh, you're not hiding any. <laughs> They're upstairs, aren't they? Blink once if yes. Probably hiding in the attic, yes. But I don't know about you, I just feel so much safer with this going on here. They'll be doing things like door knocking, COVID positive patients, close contact. And again, like, I know the area that they're going to be doing this in pretty well, right? <laughs> they, they're just, this is just a reality. I'm not endorsing this behavior. I'm not saying it's good, bad, or otherwise, but I am saying that, you know, there will be colorful language coming from the other side of the door when you knock on it. Knowing the area like I do. Probably in very, you know, thick accents as well. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? Fuck off. There's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> Just so you know. It might even be like a nine to five phenomenon as you're going around these areas. Because these people, you know, what's happening here is people aren't happy about it. I don't know. Like I said, I just I just question the the wisdom of this, you know, let's ramp it up. What do they say, you know, the harder you squeeze, the more it slips through your fingers kind of thing? I don't see it helping. And not enough the the, the concerning thing is not enough people are even bothering to ask. The, these these conversations progress. We've spoken about it before, right? Like information blitzkrieg. These conversations progress at lightning speed and you're still here you know, discussing whether or not it should be a certain way. Like just earlier, I saw um, at real person PLTCS was in here before, James R, comrade James. And um, he tweeted out something before. I'm just looking for it now. Yeah, okay, let's grab this. Let's do this. Why not? It's Thursday, who gives a fuck? We can go off track for a moment. Uh, he tweeted this little clip out. Let's have a look. Um, push for vaccine mandates in states, private companies, schools. Do you want to see those entities pass vaccine mandates? Well, I, I'd like to see them continue to move in that direction. And that's why I'm, I pointed out. I had asked the Justice Department to determine whether that is they're able to do that legally. And they can. Local communities can do that. Local businesses. Okay, so he's talking about mandating vaccine, right? Mandating it. Remember the term? Remember the term from yesterday? What was it? <laughs> uh, it you know, it was like non-compulsory mandatory vaccines. Oh, thank you. The optional mandatory vaccine. Thank you very much for giving me the option. I choose the mandatory vaccine. <laughs> yeah. So you see the question is about, oh, can, can we mandate vaccine use, blah, blah, blah. Notice he doesn't ask. They're not asking the question, should we do this or not? No. They're asking the question, can we do this or not? Like, I've asked the DOJ, can we do this? It's not like I've I've asked, you know, should we do this? No, no, no. They, they're not even having that discussion. So while we're back here having the talk about whether or not we should or should not do something, like should or should not mandate vaccines, should or should not deploy the military to suburbia <laughs> to ensure enforcement of, you know, health guidelines should or should not that's what we're talking about in those terms they're not even having that discussion they're not even they're not even considering that for them it's like all right what can we get away with what can we do what can we do next 
What what new regulation can we bring in? What new restriction can we do? How can we clamp down on this more? They're having a totally different conversation and the, the should or should not is largely ignored. You know, every day the conversation gets steered down another laneway. Any, anything to avoid the conversation on should or should not, right? Anything to avoid that. How hard should we do it to them? How long should we do it to them? How tough should we be on them? How much should we punish them? Can we force them to do this? Can we force them to do that? Well, can we ban them from doing this, right? It's, it's a different conversation to the one you're having, which is, I don't think they should be doing this. <laughs> well, should is back there, man. We, we passed should fucking months and months and months ago, years ago. And I'm not sure we're coming around to that station again anytime soon. Uh, here's a New South Wales COVID police update for you. You'll like this. Extra powers for work sites, but we, we keep getting told households, the big problem, are you going to be going suburb to suburb, street to street, door to door, knocking on these and actively looking for people who are in the wrong house and finding them on the spot? Yeah, look, absolutely over. You heard it. Suburb to suburb, street to street, door to door, knocking on people's doors, checking, you know, checking to see who's in the house and whether or not they're in the wrong house. Knocking on your door. Hey, can I see your ID? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going to need to see some identification, but this is my house. <laughs> Yeah, but we don't know. You could be hiding some COVID. You could be hiding some transmissible cases in there, and we can't have that, right? Isn't it bizarre? I guess the main thing here is, though, I feel so much safer. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you so much. We keep getting told households the big problem. Are you going to be going suburb to suburb, street to street, door to door, knocking on these and actively looking for people who are in the wrong house and finding them on the spot. Yeah, look, absolutely. Overnight, we conducted hundreds of checks, particularly of those who were close contacts or who have the virus. Thankfully, everyone was home as they were supposed to be on health advice. We'll continue to do that. We know home-to-home transmission is a huge issue for us. We know that people are bringing it home from work sites that aren't complying with health orders. So if you think about the powers that I've asked for, it will take it to those businesses that are breaching the health orders and it will take it back to the homes that are continuing to breach the health orders that are putting us into an extended lockdown. (laughs) Who remembers me saying specifically at the start of this that eventually COVID won't be the problem? Right? Remember this? COVID won't be the problem. COVID won't be the danger. Freedom will be the danger. Specifically saying that comment over and over and over again. Don't worry, one day COVID isn't going to be the thing that's killing us. No, no, no. The thing that's killing us is you people who are exercising too much freedom out there. You know, thinking you have a right to, you know, go outside and go to somebody else's house and stuff. You're the reason, you know, we're doing this. It's your fault. Freedom is the issue here. Freedom is the great killer. Because, you know, we could handle COVID. 
we can handle COVID. We know what we're doing. We know what it's all about. Get the vaccine, get the mask on, yada, yada, yada. But it's you fuckers out there who think you have freedom. You're the ones ruining it for everyone. It's all your fault. Uh, Tell you what, I'm going to take a quick couple of minute break, refresh my beverage, and when we get back, got a couple of American stories for you, so stick around. Oh! In the limo, you son of a bitch. No argument. Hey, hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? You never know who's gonna stop by when you're watching, winning TV. All the people that you've gotten to know and the new faces you see. You got Phil, he's the man in charge. You know he's running the show. He's got all the news of the day and all the gossip to unload. So settle in, cause we're going through The next couple hours, it's just us and you Y'all gonna love everything you see Right here on Winning TV You never know who's gonna drop in When you're watching Winning TV Hey, come on. hey, 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 get over here Okay, now you're you, I'm me I'm me? Hey, don't jerk me around, fella It's Greeno here from the starting block On behalf of the block, we just wanted to let you all know that we're all in this together. Well, except if you have coronavirus, then stay the fuck away. But in every other situation, we're in it together. To all of you on the front lines, those of you turning a footstool, a walk, and a pitchfork into a home gym, those of you who have given your housemates a mental breakdown because you decided lockdown was a great time to learn the keyboard and the only thing you can play after eight weeks is chopsticks over and over and over again. And those of you who are homeschooling and are now understanding the question you used to harass your maths teacher with of, when the fuck are we ever going to need to know this in the real world, is coming back to bite you on the ass. Just remember, like a 1990s Australian sitcom, we're all in this together. The days may be long, but in times like this, you can rest assured we will be here to waste an hour of your week, Friday nights Australian time, at dlive.tv slash the starting block. So take care, social distance, whack on a mask, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. It may not cure coronavirus, but it sure will help us with our rankings. And isn't that really the most important thing right now? You're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. You're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe? <laughs> it should be more natural, brother. It should flow out like this. Look, man, I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. Well, folks, I have to tell you, I just saw the craziest moving picture clip you've ever seen. Where, you ask? Well, it's the Victor Show. He plays the wildest moving picture clips. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little more about it. To make you laugh out loud Something for the political crowd Put it all together And you got the Victor Show So next time that you're in town Why not make Mr. Von Shroom proud Come on down and watch the Victor Show today If you want to listen to a show That wastes 60 minutes of your time Talking about something that you probably could cover In the space of about 30-35 seconds Then sure, why not Check out the Daily Boogie This Justin. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. 
anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms. Police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Don't forget, like I said, in about 12 hours from now, I'll be on the starting block. Later on tonight, 7pm, in about half an hour's time, you'll have Winning TV, I think, joined by Victor Von Schroom, the Shroommeister. So give our friends a follow. Rational Times in the chat. Give Rational Times a follow as well. I think he's doing a game show soon. They're always fun, so check it out. We've got so much more to get through. Let's get right back into it, shall we? No time to waste here on a Thursday check this one out. I came across this one a little bit earlier today. Remember, you know, I I spoke about it yesterday and I've had this feeling for a few days now, just reading, you know, the corporate press, like I do, like a weirdo, like a, you know, like the person that, you know, like under a blanket with a box of matches reading, you know, the news press, the press at four in the morning, seeing what they're up to and stuff. You don't want to be friends with somebody like that, but doing that like I do, I came across a couple of little items which I'd like to share with you here on a Thursday night. And for a few days I've been thinking, while I've been kind of observing the narratives taking shape and stuff, that I don't know, man, I think America, they're setting you up for a big takedown very soon. Very soon. Spoke about it last night. I see it like a baton strike to the back of the legs, dropping you down to your knees. Bang. It's like we're giving you a little bit of summer, a little bit of freedom. Right? In the UK, they even had Freedom Day. And that's before things start to ramp up. So we just saw the clip of Joe Biden saying, no, no, no. <laughs> I've asked the DOJ, can we make vaccinations mandatory? <laughs> They're not asking, should we? They're just saying, can we? Which is a very different attitude. So you've got stories like that taking place. And then I came across this little number, which I think you'll appreciate. People who experience breakthrough infections with Delta uh-huh. are actually more able to transmit the infection to others uh, compared ah. to people who had breakthrough infections with other versions of COVID-19, right. like the Alpha variant. I know, you know, we don't want to go back to wearing masks again, but no. these masks are a layer of protection that will help us prevent spread at a time where we are seeing cases rise. Yeah. Following the CDC's revised guidance on masks, Nevada will reinstate a statewide indoor mask mandate starting Friday Ah. in counties with substantial or high COVID transmission. Ah. Guys, don't worry. It's just a mask mandate. It's just two more weeks. It's just one more mask mandate. It's just one more rule. It's just one more outbreak. You'll only need one more booster shot. It's only one more lockdown. It's just one more variant. Just two more weeks. Trust me, guys. Hey, just trust trust the fucking science here, okay? No room for conspiracy theories. The Associated Press reports at least 12 counties will be affected, and that uh. includes Clark County, which is home to Las Vegas. Yep. 
New COVID infections in Nevada have surged. Really? The state reported over 1,100 cases today. That's the highest one-day increase since January. Okay. The number of people hospitalized has also spiked. The Las Vegas uh, Review Journal... No number provided. No number provided on that last one. Interesting. ...reports, quote, data showed that 1,143 oh, people with either confirmed or suspected cases of COVID-19 were hospitalized in the state. Wait a minute. Suspected? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by suspected? Do, do, are you are you saying there's a whole bunch of people in there you don't know if they have it or not? That that doesn't sound very scientific. <laughs> I thought we were doing science here. Aren't we trusting the science? The data showed that 1,143 people with either confirmed or suspected cases of COVID-19 were hospitalised in the state. Confirmed or suspected. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, you can't prove I have COVID. Yeah, but you kind of look like a COVID guy. <laughs> I'm watching you, buddy. In fact, let's put him in hospital right now. But I don't even, I'm not even sick. Shut up. You look suspicious to me. Suspected cases of COVID. I just love it. It's trust the science, trust the science. Okay, good. You go into hospital and you say, excuse me, doctor, does this man have COVID? You go, I don't know. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess he's sick or something. I don't know. Well, sir, is doctor, is it COVID? Eh, 50-50. He might have it, though. We suspect that he does. We just don't know. <laughs> you know what? Put it put the number in the report anyway. Put it put him on the tally board anyway, because he probably does. We suspect he does. <laughs> That's good enough. Add it to the tally. Throw throw his name on the pile. Sir, we didn't even prove it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Isn't it good? Unchanged from Tuesday's report. Yes. Hospitalizations also have been climbing since reaching a recent low of 209 uh -huh. on June 12th. Yeah. For more, we welcome to the broadcast Dr. Luis Medina Garcia. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't they just look so silly when they sit there on TV with the fucking mask on? And again, the host isn't wearing one. That guy's not wearing one. Seeing cases rise. He's not wearing Following one. She's not wearing one. But the doctor on the other end of the line... <laughs> This makes me laugh every time because you look so silly sitting there on TV with a mask on. Well, whatever. Yeah, he's an infectious disease specialist at University Medical Center of Southern Nevada in Las Vegas. And I note, doctor, thanking you for being with us tonight, that you are wearing your mask. Oh! <laughs> just, just in case you didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Look at 
just in case, we we better point it out to you idiots out there. <laughs> and we'd like to point out that you are indeed wearing your mask. Oh, 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 makes me so fucking horny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> that killed me. Everybody, look! Look at the man wearing a mask! Oh my god, isn't he amazing? Oh. Ladies, he's also a doctor. Uh-oh! Yeah. He's rich, handsome, smart, and considerate. June 12th. For more, we welcome to the broadcast Dr. Luis Medina Garcia. He's an infectious disease specialist at University Medical Center of Southern Nevada in Las Vegas. And I note, doctor, thanking you for being with us tonight, that you are wearing your mask. Describe (laughs) what's going on in Nevada and what kind of patients you're seeing. Correct. So unfortunately, we've seen a significant increase in the cases in our community. We are labeled as one of those communities that have high transmission by the CDC. I mean, it's so intense here. At any moment during this controlled interview environment, somebody could just run into the room and spread COVID around. That's why I have to wear the mask at all times. Did you notice I'm wearing a mask? I did. Hey, I see you're wearing a mask tonight. Do you want to talk about it? or? (laughs) Uh, It's multifactorial for us. On one hand the low amount of vaccinated patients, uh, people that we have in the state. (laughs) So, Dr. Lin, would you like to tell us about why you're wearing a mask tonight and it's so good to see you wearing a mask and why you think everybody should wear a mask? (laughs) Wow, powerful. Powerful testimony from the doctor there. I don't know about you, but I'm going to run out right now and put a fucking Hessian sack over my head. He's inspired me. Uh, And then adding to that, the tourism aspect of it, uh, the decrease in mask wearing mandates across the businesses, and just overall increased exposure. Okay, that's great. Um, So it sounds like, you know, Sounds like America's just a fucking nightmare of COVID and death. I mean, you're not you're not even deploying the military yet. Do you even care about saving lives? <laughs> I mean, I think unless you're unless you're gonna deploy the military onto suburban city streets to enforce health guidelines, you're not really taking COVID seriously enough for me, I'm afraid. Because I believe in keeping... I believe in community safety. (laughs) So it sounds like, you know, with all of these... All of these numbers and the horrific and the death toll, ladies and gentlemen, just sounds awful over there in the States. Sounds like the bodies are just piling up in the streets. Well... Uh, you know, despite that gloomy backdrop, I do have a ray of sunshine for you. I've got some good news. It seems not everybody is turned off by the death and destruction and whatnot that's taking place. I mean, it's obviously happening. Have a look at these. Um, have, a look, have a look at these weary travellers. The availability of COVID-19 vaccines varies widely from country to country. Yes, in it recent months, does. the shortage in many parts of the world uh-huh. has sparked a rise in vaccine tourism. Vaccine tourism is now a thing. 
vaccine tourism is now a thing and they're going stateside. <laughs> I mean, it's just going so well. I mean, the same people who are travelling to the United States to get a vaccine are also the same people who say, the United States fucked this up. <laughs> you figure that out. Um, imagine being that inverted with your logic. Wow, America sure really did fuck up the coronavirus response. We better go there right now and get the vaccine from them. <laughs> I feel like at any point now, a little, you know, a Herbie, a little Volkswagen Beetle is going to drive out and 15 fucking, you know, clown face guys in lab suits are going to jump out and start chasing each other with syringes. Honk, honk. Vaccine tourism. With many people heading to the United States to get jabbed. Oh. Our Taipei correspondent, Cindy Sue, returned to her home country, the United States, to find out more. Tell me more. These tourists from many countries have come to the United States to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Okay, some of them will allow. <laughs> some of them will allow. I'm not going to, you know, just write everybody off instantly. It's, a, just, it's just a thought. Do you think that um, average-looking women are very happy about the mask mandate? I bet they are. I bet they're selfishly like, finally, now we can compete. <laughs> Because who knows, who knows what kind of a horror show is being concealed there, you know what I mean? Could be awful. It's not just for Brazil or for the US, it's for the world. Like, everybody wants the world to come back to the normal life. Besides Latin America, many of the travelers have come from Asia, including this 84-year-old grandmother right. who just got off a flight from Vietnam. Ah. Her granddaughter tells me, even at her age, she can't get vaccinated in her country. Right. I tell you, in my country, not enough vaccine. I mean, how do Americans feel about, you know, how do Americans feel about your country essentially being used as a kind of vaccination hub for the rest of you know for Southeast Asia and the rest of the world how do you feel about that? how does that make you feel it's got to be a good feeling that's why not not enough for everybody and I mean that's why it should be mandatory obviously because <laughs> there's not enough Around 50% of U.S. residents are fully vaccinated, mm -hmm. but the rates are much lower elsewhere, yeah. including around 20% in South America, 10% right. in Asia, and just 1.5% in Africa. Wow, that sounds horrifying. Um, look, all of this news is kind of depressing. I get that. What if I had some good news for you? Just to round us off here on a Thursday night. What if I had some good news for you to take for, with you, you know, on the weekend, put it in your pocket, you can skip off down the road and it's going to be a beautiful day. Because I do have some good news for you. And the good news is um, it's really not as bad as it looks. It's not as bad as you think. The reality is you're just living in an alternate reality. Okay? You're just, you're just confused. You're brainwashed. You're living in an alternate universe. I know this because this man wearing bold frame glasses on CNN, a guy named Chris, he told me so. And we're going to see what he's got to say. Because clearly this is the man, if you can just take a moment here just to observe. 
you know, the bold frame glasses, of course. Always, always bold frame glasses. Uh, this is the man clearly who is, you know, qualified to explain reality to you. <laughs> so let's have a look at what he's got to say. You know, I've been trying to write a vaccination theme song for a while. You know, oh. get people to actually... We're off to a good start, aren't we? <laughs> I, you know, I've been trying to write a vaccination theme song. Have you? Yeah. Are, are you saying you're even less talented than those assholes on YouTube who make vaccination theme songs? What, what a weird flex, bro. Actually get the shot, but not many words rhyme with vaccinate. Maybe perpetuate? Perpetuate? The struggle to vaccinate enough- I mean, he's just so kooky. So kooky and quirky and fresh. Americans against the coronavirus in order to achieve herd immunity has produced frustration, anger, and a whole lot of people doing things directly against their best interests. Really? Their health. Yes. Maybe the most upset- They're doing things against their best interests, like, you know, being upset with having their civil liberties taken away and being denied access to their own workplace. For, for no reason. They be, they've broken no law, committed no crime. They're not even sick. You can be healthy. It doesn't matter. You're locked up too. Yes. Yes. The problem is, what did, What was his diagnosis again? Virus, in order to achieve herd immunity, has yeah. produced frustration, frustration, anger, and yeah. a whole lot of people doing things directly against their best interests. I, I mean, these people are doing things directly against their best interests, like getting upset that they're not allowed to get paid to go to work. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's in your best interest to, you know, bunker down, get inside, don't leave, otherwise the police and the army will talk to you. <laughs> it's in your best interest to just stay there. Oh, okay. But what about my money? <laughs> Fuck the money. <laughs> <laughs> but what about my job and my business and my kids are going to starve to death? Fuck yeah. That's not, they're not in your best interest. You can leave them behind. <laughs> when it comes to their health. Maybe the most upside down, almost hurt my neck, bit of reality that's- I, I mean, the audacity to sit there and say people are doing things against the best interest uh, of their health. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris, have you ever eaten a cookie? Have you ever had a cookie? I suspect you've had many a cookie and perhaps even a donut or two in your time here. Because right there, you're going against, you know, your own quote-unquote best health interests right there. You better be a fucking Amish guy churning your own cheese, which is very fatty and not good for your health, by the way. Before you start lecturing everybody else. Purge from the politicization of what should be a public health issue. Right. Thanks, Donald Trump. Is this? <laughs> They're still blaming him. For People <laughs> at the most risk of being infected with the Delta variant of the virus are the least concerned about getting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't say. It took this fucking turkey a week to figure that out. Hey, did you know that the people who aren't racing who aren't doing tiktok videos about how they're racing to the clinic to get a fucking vaccine a vaccine in their arm and then singing songs about it you know the people who aren't doing that aren't afraid of getting covid really wow that took me a week to research that <laughs> i'm proud of myself
In July, CBS News YouGov poll paints a stark picture of this remarkable disconnect. Ask whether all CNN does is reference like CBS, <clears throat> New York Times, Washington Post, NPR. They reference CNN more than anything else. They were concerned about the Delta variant, the dominant strain of COVID-19 in the United States, and the one that has led to a major surge in cases. Almost three in four vaccinated people, 72%, uh, said they were worried about it. Really? Less than half. 48% of unvaccinated people said the same, <laughs> right. which is, and this is a technical science term, bonkers. <laughs> Do you see how they explain it to make it simple for you so you can understand it out there, you rubes out there? It's a scientific term, it's bonkers. Why does he sound like a wood nymph? I can see him dancing around a campfire singing pixie songs. Because, well, science. Because because science. God, they don't even realise... They don't even realise how much of a meme they are. Walking, living, breathing, shitting, sleeping memes. The lot of them. Because science. 48% of unvaccinated people said the same. Which is, and this is a technical science term, bonkers. Because, well, science. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm out of here, man. Stick around for Winning TV. He'll be kicking off any minute now. Thank you for joining us. I'll be back. Uh, like I said, later on, about 12 hours from now, I'll be on the starting block. So if you're up or about or whatever, then and check it out at the starting block when we drop the cut at the end. Don't forget to follow our friends. I'll be back on Monday. Till then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye.